Welcome to the Coach V Show here on Island City, where the beach meets the streets, where we are going to be featuring this evening, uh, Brother Ben Donga, who is a healthcare executive out of Alpine, Utah, that has a testimony that is super powerful. So grab your notebook, take some notes, or open up your notepad or your notebook on your cell phone and take down and jot down some notes. And remember, you can do become and achieve all it is that you want in life, leadership, and business. And if you level up, not only will you become more effective and efficient in the pursuit of your success, but now what it is that you pursue will now start pursuing, chasing, and attracted to you. Enjoy the show. Now a word from our sponsor. Whenever it's cold outside and you need a little heat At the game or in the plane, it's comfortable on your feet When it's time for a nap, it's a pillow for your sleep Get your comfy blanket now Get your comfy blanket now Welcome to the Coach V Show your Hollywood radio show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. Offering from your consideration, from some of my insights, and definitely from the featured guests that we have, the success frameworks, behavioral models, and life lessons that should you find value in them, that you subscribe and deploy it all over your life, leadership, and business. Here on the Coach V Show, where iron sharpens iron, together we rise, powered by the Island City Media Group, where the beach meets the streets. Today, I am so excited for this take two. We recorded the show already, and because I messed up, we had to re-record it. So thank you to Brother Ben Tonga for his grace given, and that he would come back on and we would get this show done. And we're featuring Brother Ben Tonga, who is a healthcare strategist and executive with over 20 years of experience with health plans, pharmacy benefit managers, and healthcare IT organizations. Currently, he serves as the Director of Medicare Advantage for the University of Utah Health Plans. He leads the Medicare Advantage market. And previously, he had led the senior markets product team for Blue Cross and Blue Shields in Kansas City, Missouri. And Ben is passionate about quality healthcare being affordable, simple and accessible for all, especially seniors and in our Polynesian community. Ben holds a bachelor's of science and finance from Park uh, University, Parkville, Missouri, and a master's of business administration from Babson College, Wellesley in Massachusetts. Ben and his wife, LaVon, have four children and live in the Alpine, Utah. Welcome to the show, your boy, brother Ben Thoma. Ben, welcome to the show, brother. Oh, thanks, coach. Thanks for having me. And it's good to connect again. Good to connect. And, and let's go Genesis Point. Starting point, where are you from? Tell us the family history and the roots, brother, please. Yeah, I would love to. So let's let's start from the beginning. So my, my folks, my mom and dad are both immigrants. They're both Tongan. Uh, my dad, Paul Tonga, he grew up in Fomotu on, uh, on the main island uh, near the airport in Tonga. My mom, Tupo Nayata, is her maiden name. She is from Halafuli Vava'u. Uh, they immigrated to the States in the, in the 60s, had a brief stint in uh, San Francisco, 
And then they ventured all the way over to Kansas City, Missouri, of all places. Mm. They started out with two kids in the in the 60s. And then by the time it was all said and done, there were seven of us. So me and five of my brothers and sisters, born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, middle of uh, the heartland, middle Midwest. So uh, that's home for, for me. That's uh, a very influential part of uh, my upbringing, along with our Tongan roots. So yeah, that's that's home right now. My wife and I, as you said, we are in Alpine with four kids, um, and we love it here. We've we've only been in Utah for two years. Mm. Uh, the University of Utah brought me brought me here. I didn't think I'd ever leave Missouri, but here we are. Oh, that is awesome! And uh, shout out to my boy D Kenny Kenny over there. Uh, who's at the University of Utah? And, and, but please introduce us to your parents, and let's 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 shout out the siblings too. Uh, uh, shout out the family, please. Who who are they? Give us names. Sure, absolutely. I'll just start. Uh, shout out to mom and dad. So Paula mm. and Tupo. Uh, my mom passed uh, a few years ago. Uh, may she uh, rest in peace. Uh, mm. But uh, my dad still going strong. Um, he's uh, 80, 84 years old. Still lives in Kansas City with with uh, one of my sisters. So shout out to the family, oldest Ooh. to youngest. My oldest sister, Tamasita Tevi, Eulis, uh, Texas. Uh, she's there with her family. My second sister, Nadine uh, Tonga. She's in the Bay Area. She's over in uh, um, uh, Millbrae. Uh, my, my third sister, Linda Pope, Blue Springs, Missouri. Uh, my fourth sister, uh, Rose Fonua. She's in Independence, Missouri. Uh, my youngest sister, Suliana Tonga, she's in Kansas City, Missouri, and my youngest brother, Paul Tonga Jr., he's between Texas and uh, Southern California. So shout out to the fam. Oh, I love that. And shout out to my boy, Brother Peter Hobler, uh, who's one of my clients and longtime friend that's out there in Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, shout out to Ulysses. Man, shout out, to, shout out to the <laughs> Trinity folks out there, Trinity High School, my boy, Maybe. Jake. Uh, Jake is out there doing his thing. His daughter's a phenomenal volleyball player. Shout out Milbray Sneath Lane out there. <laughs> Milbray El Camino Rio. For those of you that are familiar with the uh, the Polynesian communities out there in EPA, Matteo, San Bruno, South City, San Francisco. Shout out to the Yay area and then also to the Midwest and also uh, where you are right now in Utah. Uh, let, let, let's talk Kansas City Chiefs real quick. Yeah, I love Man, it. They have blown on the scene. <laughs> they had a phenomenal California high school player that went to the U, right? Um, who who came over from the Niners. Uh yep. remind me his name. Alex Alex uh, Smith. Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. Yep. Helix High School legend, California legend, played with Reggie, uh, Reggie Bush at Helix, went to the U, did a great job over there. Uh drafted to the Niners and then went over to Kansas City, and then they brought in this young cat from Texas Tech. <laughs> and so uh, they parted ways and the rest is history. They're now a perennial power in the AFC. Talk about your Kansas City Chiefs and, and just how good it is to see those guys back in the mix, huh? Oh man, you know, lifelong fan, right? Lifelong suffering uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan. <laughs> suffering. <laughs> so, you know, it could be worse. I could be a Bengals fan, right? Or, oh. or a Browns. Fan. <laughs> But love, no, love, love, love the Bengals, love the Browns too. Yes, so, sir. But um, here, here, growing up as a Chiefs fan, um, 
in the 80s, even up until the early 90s, it was all base. It was a baseball town. Nobody cared about the Chiefs, right? right? Royals, 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 Royals. So Marty Schottenheimer comes in like late 80s. Maybe he drafts Derek Thomas, Mm. drafts drafts all those studs on the defense, and game on, right? It switches. It becomes a a Chiefs town, 90s, all the way up until now. And, you know, during the 90s, like, oh, we're this close. We just need a halfway decent quarterback. And and it never happened, right? Right. And then the 2000s come around. And then uh, Dick Vermeil rolls into town. He brings Trent Green. I'm like, oh, we got the offense, but no defense, right? Right. <laughs> and then Andy Reid rolls in, right? Mm. He brings Alex Smith, which I'll tell you what, Alex Smith is loved in Kansas City. Oh, I agree. City, I love him too. Yeah. Yeah. He is a he is a stand-up dude. Um, Kansas City would love nothing better than for Alex Smith to be in the front office. Or somewhere on that coaching yeah, staff. Yeah. He's a he is a good dude and people love him in Kansas City. Um, and then right, Patrick Mahomes shows up. Oh. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Unreal, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, even though he's moved on. Then this, this, I mean, these throws that he makes, and it's just unreal. I remember the first time. Here, I'll share this quick, quick snippet. Preseason, the year he got drafted. Uh, Alex Smith, that was at 17. Alex Smith still played that full season. But yep, I, I, went, yep, yep. I went to one of the games, the preseason games. You know, Alex Smith played a couple quarters. And then they throw in Mahomes. First time I saw Mahomes uh, play, the dude yep. was just throwing bombs. I mean, 60-yard passes for no reason, right? And then everybody's like, oh, okay. And then the Broncos game happens later that year where Alex Smith was hurt. And then... That was it, right? Everybody knew this was the guy. And then the, the as a Chiefs fan, you just say, you know what? I'm going to appreciate it. I'm going to enjoy the ride because one of these days it's going to come to an end. And right, we just right. have to say, hey, right. we got a Super Bowl. We've been to two. Hopefully we get a couple more in there, but just enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yes, sir, man. And, and not only can this guy, I mean, he's so much to me being a Pomona guy growing up and being a Lakers fan. Right now, now shout out to Bron Bron and the Lakers, but you got to do better, Bron Bron. You guys got to <laughs> elevate. Come on. But I bring up the the Lakers in basketball because of the, like these no look passes, these flicks, you know, and these side arm look like he'll look this way and throw back that way. I mean, it's just as a football fan, it's just a marvel to see. Like my son and I, and my, my family and I, we'll park. We're 49er fans, but we love good football. And Kansas City Chiefs is definitely something that's highly entertaining. And and like you said, the value proposition for your time on on return is you're going to see something that's a wow. And then in the last game is we're we're recording a week ahead of your your show that's going to be aired. I mean, he ran two touchdowns in the last game, right? (laughs) I mean, and he's got the funniest walk anyway. Come on. Can you talk about my boys, Gangster Limp? But Oh he my is gosh. such a talent. Talk about that. Yeah. So so I think where it was most evident was when they played the 49ers. And I think everybody's like, oh, this guy can't run, right? He can, he's right, got right, an arm, right. but he can't move. And so uh, Robert uh, Sala, the, you know, the coach over there for the, the Giants, or the, the Jets, uh, yeah. Jets now, I think he underestimated how much uh, Mahomes would scramble. Um, and he, I think he admitted as much, uh, you know, a, a year or so later, but he can move. He can move. He That's don't right. let the don't let the gangster lean uh, walk uh, 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 pull you. Uh. He uh, he can move. 
Absolutely. And and you know what? Um, for all of the phenomenalisms that is a Patrick Mahomes and, and, and you know what? Um, shout out to the Kansas City uh, coaching staff, too. And my boy, EB, Eric Bienemy. I, I crossed roads with Eric Bienemy during my college days. I mean, he is a New Orleans guy. Uh, that played at Colorado that's just got some amazing swag. And he's the offensive coordinator there. I don't think he gets enough credit is one thing I do want to say, but Andy Reid and, and EB and those guys are getting it. But all of the phenomenalism that is Patrick Mahomes, the guy is like a bare minimum runner, but when he runs game over, I mean, yeah. he, he has just enough and he does it so casually too. It doesn't look like, you know, Lamar, when Lamar gets going, it's dynamic, it's explosive, right. but it's really good to see that. Congratulations. And I really look forward to, because I'm an NFC guy, like we better, defense wins championships, but you better have some points as long as Patrick Mahomes and, you know, what the guys at Buffalo are doing, because the AFC now is renowned. There's been a switch, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be the West Coast offenses that put up, you know, 40 points, 30 points. Right. You know what I mean? And you got to play championships to win. Well, you need you need a good championship, but you better have the offense to match point for point just in case. Uh, let's go into into just just your journey, uh, sure. serving your mission in the Bay Area and, and all of the experiences that you've gathered going to school at multiple places, going from the Midwest as a Tongan, only only Tongan family in the hood, I'm sure. Right. In, in <laughs> right. the area. Right. Talk about how how being kind of secluded and the only how, how that has uh, formed the championship perspective that you have now as an executive. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, um, Coach. Um, I would say I was very blessed having the experiences that we have. Mm. I truly believe uh, God gives us the experiences we need to become our best, the good and the bad, right? No doubt about that. I'm no exception. And the challenges along the way were, yeah, we were not, every all the Tongans that we knew, we were related to them. And we mm-hmm. all, it was just our little circle, right? We could count them, count, uh, count them on one, on one or two hands. That's how it was growing up. Um, so, from that perspective, two strong influences, right? The influence of the culture and family, our mm. Tongan back roots, and then influence, influence from the Western culture, from school, mm. your teachers. They, 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 had a, they had a totally different perspective. The, the challenge was, how do you as an individual take the best from both of those mm. and create who you are and move forward? Because there is good. What I will say, there is good, there's good everywhere, and there's good in both. We have so much good that's rooted in our culture. From that, work at worth ethic. Uh, I can outwork anybody to this day. I know I shouldn't say that, but uh, I'm getting getting older. But I'm confident in <laughs> yeah. my ability to hustle, right, and to work. And that came from my dad because there was no there was no uh, half effort. There was full effort in everything. I'm grateful for that. Right. I'm grateful for the opportunities of the all the non-Tongans, the, the, mm. the, the leaders I had at church, the uh, the school teachers, because they are the ones who help me and teach me how to navigate the Western world or, you know, the white man's world for all intents and purposes. You have to be good at both. Unfortunately, mm. that's just the reality. They you know, I, it, there's a word for it now. I didn't realize it at the time, but they call it code switching. How do you make sure you can adapt your skill set so that you can be effective in various environments? So I'm grateful for that. 
because along my journey through my associations at school, at church especially, uh, where we always attended a non-Tongan, you know, it's common to have Tongan congregations within the LDS faith where there's a large population. That wasn't us. It was mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. Uh, English speaking. And I loved it because I learned. I learned a lot. I learned from my dad. I learned from the others, non-Tongans, on how you present yourself, how you communicate effectively to people who may not have the same background as you. Um, so take that, build on that, and then take those lessons learned. I went to the Bay Area and I served my whole mission. For those who aren't familiar, uh, LDS mission is usually two years. Served my whole mission in, in the Tongan uh, congregations or wards that are there in uh, the East Bay as well as um, in San Francisco. I just spent all my time, my whole two years, and I loved it. That was another formidable part of me because that was my first opportunity to really spend uh, large amounts of time with, with our people, with our Tongan people. What I learned, number one, love. Love like no other. You just feel it. And when I felt that, I said, you know what? I want this to be part of my life. I want this to be a big part of my life. And it was influential on the choices I made Mm. going forward from there. Um, So all that built upon each other. And then my journey took me to back home. I came off my mission. I was on the top of the world. I thought I could do anything. Um, But then life kind of stalls, right? Uh, And this happens to a lot of Polynesian uh, men, boys, who return from their mission. Um, I didn't have a real plan. The reality is I did not have a real plan. I should have had a real plan. I didn't. So I kind of worked and I said, I'll go to school at some point. Uh, But I, I... I knew schooling had to be an important part of my future, but I didn't make it enough of a priority. So I was essentially a non-traditional student over time. Good, but it's good, right? Because as a non-traditional student, I'm working, but I'm also going to school. Um, but nothing is assumed as, from my perspective because the jobs you take, you're not getting the management trainee jobs because those are safe for those <laughs> who graduated. You're getting the customer service jobs. You're getting the coordinator jobs, the analyst jobs. So that was me. And all I knew how to do, I said, I got to outwork. I got to demonstrate my value. I got to use the skills that I learned to help me move forward because I am on a non-traditional path. So had to, had to move, had to work that way. And I don't think my story is, is um, unique to just me. I think there's a lot, a Mm. lot of our, our brothers and sisters who have to follow that path. And my message to them is you can do it. Mm -hmm. Find your purpose, find the gifts that God gave you that you need to share with the world and you stick to it. You stick to it. However hard the path is, it will come. And easy for me to say years later, right? It's easy for me to say years later where I found, I've found some success on the healthcare, where I want to be, to, to be a healthcare decision maker. Um, but uh, it's tough to see when you're, when you're on the journey. Yes, sir. Wow. Such valuable life lessons and insights there and perspective in that. How did now, how did you bridge yourself? Cause what you're talking about is, you know, any lack of planning or foresight to forecast 
is just really um, the transition period, right? It's not having a plan, a strategy, or a design for a transition period. But obviously, now as a health executive, a healthcare executive who was recruited out of Kansas and the Missouri area to come to Utah now where you are, what was the value proposition and how did you transition where you could now attract the type of position it is that you have now garnered and, and have? Yeah, yeah. So I, I truly believe uh, all of us have this ability within us, right? This ability to lead, this mm. ability to add value. We've, but it takes certain experiences. It takes certain uh, uh, opportunities for you to dig it out, to dig it out and bring it to the forefront and then polish it. So for me, my experiences were, you know, I, I, I had to, I had to go through, you know, uh, lower level jobs mm -hmm. um, for a number of time. I had to get to a point where I said, okay, you got, you got to, you got to figure out what are, what is your, what are your gifts and what, is, what do you need to be spending your time doing? And fortunately, I had the opportunity to figure that out uh, through my uh, early on a banking or early banking career, and then the transition to a healthcare career, and where the lights went on and said, you know what, you need to spend your time in healthcare, and you need to um, get the tools that you need so that you can make a difference. Um, and that's that's when I decided, okay, get serious about finishing. Uh, undergrad, because nobody's mm -hmm. going to take you seriously if you don't, right? Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. it, it truly is just a piece of paper, right? I'm not, I'm not to say that everybody should go to college, but it's a demonstration that you can start something and finish something. So, right? So um, I got serious about finishing the undergrad. And then I said, you need to get more schooling. And I wanted to get schooling at a, you know, a, a top MBA program um, so that I, the investment in time would pay off immediately, both with the network as well as the training. So that's how I that's how I ended up in, in ba at Babson, uh, which is a you know top top entrepreneurial uh, program um, in the, in the in the country. Um, great experience, opened my eyes to different perspectives, opened my eyes on how to do do, do things differently. And then it's almost like the floodgates open after I. I finished my undergrad and I think it was God's way of telling me, go and pay the price, go and do what I need you to do. And then the opportunities will come. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but that's how I felt personally. Mm -hmm. um, and after that happened, opportunities came, uh, opportunities to lead, opportunities to start and to be responsible for bigger initiatives, bigger projects, um, lines of business that eventually led me here, here to Utah where I'm running the Medicare for the University of Utah Health Plans. Yeah. Um, I don't take any of it lightly. I know that part of, it's, part of it's me being a good steward of the talents that have been given to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but part of it is uh, putting in the work, paying the price, and uh, following God's plan that he has for each and every one of us. I think he has one for all of us, right? I know we talked about your story, Coach. No doubt that your uh, graduate assistantship was 
was there for you, right? Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. divine intervention, no mm. doubt. So that's the, that's some of my thoughts. Uh, what do you think? No, I think I think that's real talk. And, and in my presentations, I often have the crowd say, <laughs> "Repeat after me," and I say quotes and all that, and I say. Hey, repeat after me, say hashtag real talk, you know, as you talking about uh, making a, a decision to really get the accreditation it is that you need that shows your value proposition and then being all in. I mean, it's just amazing what we become when we are finally fully committed because we Absolutely. can half ass commit and we can still gain value from the marketplace or get a paycheck. But then you know, when we fully commit, it's just amazing the championship experiences that we're able to have when we design, be fully immersed, fully committed. But the hard part about that is that to be successful, you have to be absolutely committed, you know, not distracted and all in. But that's also the reason why a lot of people are get blindsided by neglecting their health. I mean, the challenges, right? Come on. Come right. on, come on, Ben, right? But uh, You're talk right. about this. Because I, I feel this is a part of a life champion's experiences. Yeah, I always tell people, hey, you know, my why and my purpose, my, my giftings, my anointings from God are one thing. But my most important choice wasn't where I went to school at UC Davis, that I took on certain job opportunities, you know, ended up at Boise State, started to be a speaker. But my decision in spouse Right. Yes. And so no one in my adult career. So I have influences from my parents from, you know, a little bit in the college down that no one was a greater influence up to that time than my parents. But my spouse, let's talk about LaVon, how you guys <laughs> met and how she has become an integral part of what it is that is the Ben Tonga and the Tonga family story. Please. Uh, one minute, because we we're running out of time, but I want to fit all this in because you got oh, so yeah. much insights, please. Yeah, well, uh, tribute to to Levon. So I think the biggest attribute, I'll start with that. The biggest attribute that uh, attracted me to Levon is uh, she's, she's extremely talented. She's extremely bright, uh, checks all those boxes. But number one, she's loyal and mm. she can be trusted. That was big for me, you know, mm. I, and maybe it's just because maybe I'm a mistrustful person, but there is no doubt in my mind I can trust her. There's no doubt in my mind that whatever's going on, she's going to be right there by my side. And mm. that was that was a those were intangibles must haves for me, and I think that's why that's why we ended up ended up together. Just quickly on our story, it's long. It was a long distance uh, relationship. She was going to um, school at BYU Hawaii pre med. So like I said, she's extremely bright. She was on a track to be a, a MD. She ended up being a, a PhD instead because wow. part of it was we got, we got married, right? And life happens and we have kids. Um, but um, we're introduced by one of my cousins. We meet and uh, virtually, and then this was before all the online dating apps. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but when we meet in person, um, it, was, it, was, it was real, right? I, I knew, I knew, you know, they just say, you know, but... Um, we didn't get, I didn't want to look like a, a fool. So we didn't get married for about a year. Right. I was like, let's not uh, jump into this <laughs> right away, but, um, no doubt I could trust her and no doubt she would be loyal. And she has been a big part of, of my growth. Um, but she's very accomplished in her own right. And she mm. does all of this. We have her, we have our children. 
She graduated with a PhD in, in molecular biology and biochemistry. All this happening while she's making sure that she's supporting me. So I, she's, she is a one of a kind. I'm grateful for her. And I'll introduce you so you can chat with her sometime. Her story is far more interesting than mine. Oh, no, I, I love it. I would love to have Dr. <laughs> Tonga on the show. I would love. So uh, final thing, 15 seconds, right? Who chased who? Who chased who? Oh, oh, yeah. That, that, that depends on. Uh, she chased me, of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Man, I, I, I tried to get my, my wife's number. And she said no. So I left her my number. I chased my wife the whole way through. So shout out to my wife, Martha Mann, uh, the number yeah. one influence mm -hmm. in my success as an adult, no doubt, no doubt. And we met during college. So shout out to LaVon. Let's go into, okay, what would be your message to the world? Um, a Tongan cat, born, born, and then ending up in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, six, six or seven brothers and sisters, remind me. Six of uh, them. Six of uh, seven total. Seven total. And so you had Hala and Tupo had Tamasita or Tamasita? Tamasita. Tamasita, Nadine, Linda, Rose, Suliana? Suliana, yeah. Suliana and Paul and you, yes. right? We got this brown Polynesian. They don't know because when I went to Louisiana, they couldn't tell if I was Puerto Rican or you know what I mean. You know, in the Midwest, going out east, brown folks are are are, are looked at differently than in the West, right? Right. So you take all of those experiences, having to go back to school while you're working, trying to prove yourself, entry level jobs. What is your message to the world with the culmination of all those experiences? Please. Yeah. Two, two, two points I'd say to, to uh, all those who are out there trying to make it happen. Number one, you can do it. Uh, you know what your purpose is. Go and put the work in. That's the second part. Put the work in and it will happen. I, I promise you that. Uh, it will happen. It may not look exactly what you have visualized, but you, it will happen and it will look much better than what you visualized. That's my message to those who are out there. Oh, I love that. Make it happen. Man. A lot of people know what they want, but they fail to deploy the activity, the action, the performance, and the execution to make it come into fruition. Let me say that again. A lot of people know what they want. So the difference between the 3% and the top 10% and then even the 25% who achieves a dream at a certain level versus the 60% to the 70% that, that don't. And I know it's not that easy, but it's work. And I'm not, it's not that simple either, but it's work yep. and it's not quitting. Right. I love what, how you say that, Ben. I mean, go make it happen. You got to make some, there, there is no reaction if there is no initial action. <laughs> right. I Amen. love that. I love that. In that, let, let's do some shout outs. Shout outs, please. Yeah. You know, we talked to the, the, the family, uh, shout out to you, coach. Thank you for all the good work that you do. Uh, shout out to all the folks here in the Tongan community, the Polynesian community in Salt Lake, they're trying to make a difference on the, the grassroots folks. We have a lot of folks working in social services, working in the uh, nonprofit sector, just trying to make a difference and give service to our, uh, our community. Shout out to all of them. Um, shout out to all my cousins here in uh, Utah, uh, my relatives, mm -hmm. all my cousins over in uh, California too, the Bay Area. Uh, love you guys. Um, mm -hmm. and. Uh, 
great to have this opportunity to chat, Coach. No, thank you. What 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 can what can the audience expect? What's the current project that you're working on that we need to be uh, looking forward to? Is there one? Yeah, there's two. I I've mentioned two. Number one, as you mentioned, my passion is affordable care. For mm, mm, mm. So number one, you drive around Salt Lake, you'll see our billboards, and, and our, our tagline is. Uh, by Utahns for Utahns. And, mm. and that's really, so I want to make sure our seniors are taken care of, right? That our senior population has good solutions for healthcare. Second project, um, I believe the answer to making sure we can improve the overall health outcomes for our people and the nation as a whole is better access to primary care mm. and better access to preventive care. So me and a handful of folks, we are working on some projects related to um, making it extremely affordable or zero cost for primary mm. care and um, preventive care. And that includes basic level mental health care too. I think mm. that one's the piece that's that's left out. So more to come, but uh, we're working on, 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 on several initiatives. One's called FIA, FIA Care. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Stephen Fabiano Unga. Uh, my uh, my good good friend and partner in crime on that one, um, and shout out to the folks at the Utah Health Policy Project. Um, they're doing good work trying to make a difference there. That's awesome. And how can people get a hold of you? So somebody sees the show, how, how do they reach out to you to connect? So for those of you that know me and are in my network, or you don't know me and we're connected on social media, uh, just shoot me a message if you can't get a hold of Brother Ben, and, and I will make sure that you guys connect. But how can people get a hold of you directly, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, LinkedIn, I'm, I'm, I've got a presence on LinkedIn. I'm not a big social media, but connect with me on LinkedIn. Connect okay. with me on Facebook, uh, ben, uh, Benjamin Tonga. Um, and, you you know, based off of what uh, Coach uh, V shared in the introduction, you can tell it's me. Um yeah, I would love to help anybody who has interest in either growing their, their, their career or just in general, please reach out. I would love to uh, connect with, uh, with the audience and, and folks who are interested in connecting. Okay, we have 30 seconds, two questions. Kansas City, Missouri. I fly into Kansas City. Where's the top spot I need to go eat? 30 seconds. Ooh, Q39. That's uh, the blend of old and new for barbecue. Okay, I roll in the Salt Lake City and I head uh, south on the 15 towards Alpine and Provo, right? Okay, <laughs> yes. so 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 where do I go? Where do I go in Alpine for some grub? Where? Oh my goodness, there's you know there's nothing here in Alpine. But the closest, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of chains out here. Ooh, uh, my favorite chain. I'll, I'll I'll say that JCW's is the burger burger spot that's pretty Ooh, good over burgers. here in this this area. JCWs. Okay. And then a hot seat question yeah. is I'm going to say a phrase or a coach V quote. You just tell me what comes top of mind. Okay. Here's the coach V quote. There's money in the transaction, but the wealth is in the relationships. Your response. Yeah. Well, uh, relationships are what matter. Relationships last transactions come and go. I love that. I love that. And you have the final word on our call and then I will close us out here on the coach V show, brother Ben, your final words. And to, to everybody out there in the grind trying to make it happen, uh, keep it going. As Coach V said, it's work. It's different kinds of work. Put the work in. And that's an overarching statement. But the work may be doing something uncomfortable. 
trying something new, doing things that your family may or may not agree with. That is all the work that's, that's required. Um, doing things that your friends may not agree with or that your family's like, what are you doing? Uh, that is the work that's required to find the success that you want. And I promise you, you will find it. Oh, I love that. That reminds me of you're going to go be a motivational what? <laughs> when I was leaving college football and I was getting offers still, and I still get offers to go to college football, but this is really, I feel where uh, God has anointed me to be in a place that can really uh, bring the work-life balance that I could be off by 2 p.m. and coaching one of my kids' sports teams in a sport I don't even know how to play, but hey, that's the life it is that I choose, <laughs> brother Ben. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in and, and seeing this feature. I hope you took notes. You can find the recording of this on YouTube. You can find the podcast on Spotify. And then you can just go to my Facebook page. There's a broadcast recording on there. Should you have missed this or you want to go back and take some more notes in this 30, 35-minute segment. And for Brother Ben and I, it's just not for the sake of just the success, right? Because if you can't translate success into joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment, love, and family time, we have missed on our opportunity to impact how it is that you think, how you feel, what you do, performance, perspective, action, execution, or, or perspective or effective communication. We're just trying to help impact that. But why? For the sake that you be your best. Because in doing so, you realize the best of your abilities and that everything and anything that you dream, work, and pray for can be achieved. This is how your boy, Brother Ben, and your boy, Coach V, lives all about faith and family. Uh, grateful for God's amazing grace. Until next Modern Motivation Monday, shout out to the Island City Media Group team for allowing me to have a show on here every single week, producing and creating such amazing content with me. Until then, uh, we'll see you next time. One love and respect from your boy, Ben and Coach V. Ofatu. Peace.